0: Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Rev. Enoch, and I have your title, Spiritual Octagon. Now that's an exciting title, giving the world of UFC today. Everything's about UFC. Everyone's got their faith in UFC, it seems. Uh, if, If you were in the martial arts community, it would be hard and pressed to to not have some kind of ground game in your martial arts. Your whole entire martial arts has changed. I know this isn't the topic, but this is a spiritual octagon. And given the light of uh, how UFC has just took over the martial arts community, it seems, there are still floating out there, true things that have been tried and tested, actually work, and people can enjoy doing some kind of martial arts for fitness, you know, for health, self-esteem, whatever the goal is. So as we look at that, there's a goal. There's a reason why people do martial arts. There's a reason why people do self-protection to protect themselves. There, there must be. There must be out there some kind of reason. Why? Why do you need self-protection? Do you live in an area where it maybe it's needed that you know how to defend yourself from bullies and thugs and different things like that? So what about spiritually? What about if we got into a spiritual octagon and we're, 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 we're surrounding ourselves in the ring, we're, we're circling each other as fighter, the evil one, and all of his evil latching cohorts, whatever it may be, and here we are circling each other. Are we professional fighters? Should we even be in the ring? Can we be in the ring? And the truth is, is that you're already in the ring. So whether you know how to fight or not, you may be getting grounded and pounded by situations in life, by by the enemy out there lurking and, and waiting and lying for blood, lying for your blood, spiritual blood, literal blood, to take you off path to steal your faith from you. The funny thing is that when we look at the story of Gideon, we can see that God can shine light into some of our ways of thinking. God dealt with Gideon in a very specific way to bring him into his godly enlightenment. Like most of us, Gideon had his own fault. We all do. We all have our own faults, we all have our miscomings. God brought things into a whole new perspective. You know, and also with Samson, God let Samson play out his own desires lost the power of the Holy Spirit, and was stripped of his strength. They even gouged his eyes out and made him work at a prison meal. But in the end, he cried out to the Lord, and God came through. Amen. He gave him his strength back. He brought down the walls. Whether we are like Peter, Samson, or Gideon, wherever we are, whether we're like Peter, and and get distracted by the wind walking on water, or distracted by fear of being outcast, possibly killed after the crucifixion. But what was Samson's hang-up? As we look at these, what was was Samson's hang-up? Let's look at the passage. It will bring some light there. She kept at it day after day, Delilah. You know, nagging and tormenting him. Finally, he was fed up. He he couldn't take another minute of it. He spilled it. He told her, a razor has never touched my head. I've been God's Nazarite from conception. If if, If I were shaved, my strength would leave me. I would be helpless as any other mortal. And that's found in Judges chapter 16, verses 16 through 17. Wow, this, that's interesting. It, it sounds like he had a divine restraining order. Amen? A divine restraining order. So what was Peter, uh, so what about Peter, what was Peter's hang up? after jesus was crucified and uh, you know they, they were out to they were out to get the christians anyone anyone would they they would beat them they would outcast them you wouldn't be able to to you know you wouldn't be able to live there it'd be it'd be horrible maybe even kill them so he was in fear the same thing when peter was on the water fear so what was peter's hang up it was fear it's awful strange. I don't want that to be my story. I don't want fear or, or falling prey to, uh, you know, to, to, to the to my flesh to be the say all of my story. It is why fasting and praying and getting a closer, a deeper relationship with Christ, following Jesus, saying no to ourselves. We're going to make mistakes, but I don't want to. I don't want to go against my divine restraining order. I believe for all of us, there is a certain divine restraining order. I pray that God can show you what yours is to bring it out in the open. And may you clearly, maybe you clearly already know, man, I am definitely not supposed to do that. Like Samson, you are never to put a razor to your head. Like John, like John, never give it, never drink any wine. Never to give into to any wine, or ever be drunk. Yeah. That's a divine restraining order. Wonder what yours could be. I pray that we could ask God, so that our story isn't that. And as we look at the, as we look at the simplicity of, you know, Peter, and I, though it's not simple because fear. I don't want to live by fear, and I don't want to be uh, falling prey to, you know things like that, a sinful nature and just getting stuck in some kind of a rut where it pulls me down. And I'm seduced. I'm seduced by my sinful nature like Delilah seduced Samson. Yeah, I don't want that to be me and I don't want that to be you. So let's get immersed into God's Word. Set some time to actually test out and, and do some fasting tell yourself no put some meals to the side it's not a diet fast to learn to tell yourself no so that you can get that strength when that sinful thing comes and you see it and it's like no you 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 already have tested yourself and you're building yourself up you're building your your life up your spiritual life we need to be able to tell ourselves no now people look at fasting in different ways but i'm telling you use this as a tool right now however you believe that's fine but just go into however you believe is fasting but if you need help we can walk you through that and, and, and if I could just say sim, sim, simply not to offend you and if it's not how you believe that's fine but fasting just you could put some meals to the side you know you need to be drinking water and things like that and you need to be staying hydrated but if you just fasted a few meals maybe you need one or just fasted for three days even Whatever is easy for you. If it's just one day, that's all you can commit to now. You could start from there. If it's just one meal, start from there. I'm not talking about fasting from watching TV, but we could tell ourselves no. That's, a, that's more of an outside feeling. That's more of a feeling thing. Like the hunger, yeah, I, I get it. It's a feeling thing. But, but you know, telling ourselves no of watching TV and telling ourselves from eating of something that our body actually needs. Because our body doesn't really need the TV. Our mind is asking for that. And so, you know, so there is a difference in what we would consume. So telling ourselves no know of what we would consume is a good way to start fasting. The other ways we can use when, when there is no room for that, we're doing too much hard work. Okay, we could fast from listening to this kind of music. We could fast from doing this. And we could see that, wow, we're actually helping our life out. Make some room for God. Fast and pray. Fasting without prayer is, is basically an illusion of a godly thing. We're just on a diet. So fasting and praying. getting on our face before God. Being humble before God. Amen. Heavenly Father, give us the wisdom to make good choices. Help us to understand that fasting, Father God, telling ourselves no... We'll strengthen our faith, Father God. We'll strengthen our walk with you. We will be able to say no and walk away from them, those things that, uh, that, that entice us, that, that are trying to, Father God, they're trying to seduce us, that sinful nature. In Jesus' name, deliver us from ourselves, Father God. We pray for our enemies, Father God, that you will bless them magnanimously. Father God, we pray that you uh, would, Father God, open our eyes and we could see our spiritual gifts, Father God, that you've gifted us. We pray that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, Father God. Pour us a fresh anointing on us, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us everything you have in store for us. Leave nothing now. Show us, Father God, what is our divine restraining order? Show us, Father God, so we don't cross that line. Lord, if we've, if we've crossed the line, if we've broken a divine restraint, Lord, we pray that you forgive us for whatever that was, Father God. Show us what that error was and reinstate a divine restraining order with us right now those who are listening, Father God, we ask that you show us the error of our ways if we've broken that. And show us, Father God, what is our divine restraining order. Give us confirmation so we can know not to do those things. Like Samson known, like John known in the Bible, like so many have known in the Bible that had divine restraining orders. Help us to see that come into the fullness of who you say we are, Father God, so that there are no hindrances of us walking in the fullness of a fruitful, prosperous life, of your word prospering in our lives, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, forgive us, Father God, for any sinful nature, any generational sins, any generational curses, Father God, any curses. Break them on our lives. Break us and set us free. Break us of those uh, any kind of form of witchcraft that would be against us, any spells, any bindings. Break those and pull down those strongholds in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. In nomine Padre, the Filii, the Spirit of in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore